good people of Los Angeles and good visitors to Los Angeles, FCFC Pod is back, coming to you on Zoom, but with armfuls, bundlefuls, carfuls, truckfuls of recommendations. That's right, planefuls. We are recommending 72 hours worth of recommendations for your LA away day experience. An FCFC pod, long in the making, something we've done countless hours of research on by imbibing and eating at the establishments around Los Angeles. And we are passing those recommendations on to you so you can enjoy your experience of our wonderful favorite city in the world. And with that, I will also add that we do banter a bit in the beginning about the results of the recent derby. Slim, do you want to hit him with the warning? Hey, guys, we cuss. Fuck y'all. Enjoy. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your boy Slim. We are on Zoom again. We got Josh Spice under me, like he always is. <laughs> Nasty, bro. And all the way from across the pond, we have Tweez in the most Japanese-looking house I've ever seen with the sliding doors and everything. But let us not forget. Let, let us not forget that I got the spicy peanuts over here too. The Sichuan oh, peanuts. Oh shit. The I, crap I actually I, dude, I found it actually found a, a lady in um in Yokohama. The Chinatown in Yokohama is the biggest one in Japan, and she makes these like herself. These are like oh. these are even higher grade than like the corporate Johns that I get out in 99 Ranch in the greater LA area. You know, we let's not even front like if if it's made in China versus made in Japan, most of the time I'm, I'm going for made in Japan. It's <laughs> qual- quali- their quality control out there is so impeccable that they don't have a return policy. That's nuts. It's true. It, that part is true. It's very. It's incredibly difficult to return things. Um, it's also we're, it all- we're we're five minutes in, less than five minutes in, and Slim is just making mass generalizations on entire East <laughs> hey, Asian cultures. Hey, we're man. back, baby. FCFC in the building. <laughs> We we like to make it racy around here. It's it's all my <laughs> fault. So after after a recent uh, episodes of doing some Dwee's soundscape shit, I'm happy to be back with my boys here, and I'm happy to report that you know there's a there's a Korea pod up featuring Ben Chi if you haven't heard it oh. in Seoul, um, and there's also now with the homie Q who I met for the first time. Shout out the Black Army. You came out here. We did a Yokohama episode. So we got two more, two more shotguns out there. But um, happy to be back with my boys. And I do want to just say that we're still basking in the glow of the Derby victory, first first and foremost. And shout out to all the the folks who were able to make it down to Carson, make the long trek to Carson, 
and it, it is a long trek when you ride the buses and you and you and you deal with the the befores and the afters and all that so it's, a, it's an all-day experience so shout out to everyone who's able to enjoy the the first victory and i kind of wanted to just point out because i still haven't heard anyone say this on any of the sports analysis pods let me get this off my chest before we get into the, the topic of the day yes this was the first victory in carson but let's not forget that the galaxy have only ever won once at the bank and it was during the covid season when there was no fans at the bank of california stadium so the galaxy have still never beat us in front of our fans at our stadium and I just wanted to put that out there. So the the key differentiator here is that you know you can't beat you can't beat the thirty two fifty two at home. Until that happens, then I think there's still a still an advantage in the Derby. Was the Discuss. Open Cup at their stadium too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, so fuck y'all. Yeah, they've <laughs> never won in they've never won in LA in front of the thirty two fifty two. Put it that way. There you go. The, the one game that they won, I was actually at, and you can actually go back and listen to a episode of, yeah, of FCFC that... I, I think our I, favorite thing of all the stuff that comes after this is just how salty Galaxy fans are in comment sections. Um, like, and now that we have a championship and we have a star above our crest, you they can't say that, oh, like, you know, like, you guys never won. Da, 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 da. So, like, all their shit talking is kind of starting to pivot a little bit right yeah and the yeah, one yeah. you see the most of these days is oh most of you guys were galaxy fans in 2018 you know what i mean and you guys are guys like do, do you know how sad and pathetic it is to be like like that's like seeing your girlfriend out on a date with like a new dude and being like i fucked her first like you know how fucking corny you fucking bastard sound it's so fucking sad stop like do something more creative like, you guys have been around since 96, and you guys have been mid your whole fucking existence, and nobody could tell because you guys would spend a lot of money, but big black dick, black and gold, LAFC pulled up and just penetrated the shit out of all your bullshit, so fuck you, take it like a champ, say ah, you bitch. Oh, you went for the mouth on that one, okay, I like that. Both, both ends, nice both touch. ends. Both After ends, I fuck him in the ass, I'll put it in the mouth, just to be extra disrespectful. Oh, wow. that's the reverse order I would have gone, but okay. Uh, I okay, so now, <laughs> now I feel like we really are back to the FZFC pod because that was some, that was some pretty uh, that was some yeah. There. Wait, let's talk, let's talk. You know what? It's I I um looked through the comments, Sam, and I think of you, the salty comments, and think of how much fun you're having oh, in, it's the, so in the good. saltiness. Because I, I I still can't interact with comments and not have it like sit in my being and my heart in my fucking head for like weeks on end so i just choose not to interact you know even with like on twitter or ig wherever it is but surprisingly enough since we won our 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 first chip our first star they haven't brought up the oh you still have to catch up to five of these now i haven't really heard that but it has the counter argument is now oh where were you in 2018 like you were galaxy fans in our end with us celebrating and i'm like that just feels super like weak man but that's also, like, do we care? But also, like, the the biggest point that's being missed in all this is that, like, there's a huge amount of people who didn't even care about the MLS until LAFC came along. Yeah. So they, they didn't even, they weren't Me, even, like, aware. Sam, right there. Yeah. And there's, and there's plenty of people that are still out there. Shout out to our city, man. 
full of European soccer snobs, full of people who only watch Liga MX, full of people who follow different leagues from around the world. And they have to be convinced. I mean, for me, it's like this, right? You tell me, right, that we're, we're in a town, okay? Let's, let's imagine this town. Let's call it Salty Tier Town, okay? Here in Salty Tier Town, we have one Mexican restaurant, and it's Taco Bell, okay? It's Taco Bell. And some people go to Taco Bell. Not really delicious, but people go there because they're like, dude, it's Mexican food. You got to support, you know, the Mexican food down the down the way, right? We got to go to Taco Bell. Well, there's some people that are like, dude, I've been to Mexico or I've been to some places with good Mexico. I'm not going to fucking eat that shit. It's disgusting. You know, I'm, I'm not about it. Well, someone opens up another taco stand, okay? A few years later, down the street, it's delicious. Guess what? A lot of people who never even went to the Taco Bell in the first place, they're going to go to this other spot, right? And some of the people who used to go to Taco Bell also go there. So it's a little bit of everybody that are going to this new spot. And they're going there because it's better. It's the real deal. It's what they they wanted. It's closer to the truth. And so oh. <laughs> the Taco Bell can't be bitter for for these for these people that are gone. And they can keep talking about one million served or whatever the McDonald's phrase is. But at the end of the day, people are going to choose quality when you've got an abundance of options. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of your weaker analogies, and I could just tell you just fucking miss tacos, fool. <laughs> that may be the case. I don't think it's a weak analogy. Uh, Damn, Sam. We used to be so encouraging <laughs> on this pot. Here, know, now that we just far away, you can't you we can't hug him directly. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, like I just watched uh man. No, it's your just... turn. No, wait, it's your turn to do an analogy, Josh. Yeah, you're where's your analogy? <laughs> put your marketing chops to use. Fucking, it's like our cup run, run run dry, baby. I don't know what the fuck. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Anyway, uh, I looked at a cup and I said my cup runs dry, which, oh, is, not, which is nothing. I but um, it. I watched Sevilla slap Man United uh, out of the Europa League earlier this afternoon. And uh, after, you know, like, you know, you catch Harry Maguire coming up with the first goal there. But what really stuck in my head is like, Jesus, the Sevilla fans are loud. And they're singing the whole time. The whole stadium is just going at it. And they're so fucking happy to be Man United. Like, when I see a soccer culture that's just better than ours, I'm like, I want, I'm obsessed. And I want to I want to be like, how do we be more like that? You know, how do we, like, understand that? How do we translate that? How do we make that ours? Like, the lack of self-awareness has always been the thing about this relationship, this rivalry, that, like, makes it really really whack. I feel like the people who are self-aware enough either begrudgingly respected or they jump over and they join a side that actually they they feel like they could uh they could actually like be a part of for an every day so i don't know man like that's how i felt like i every time i go to an away game i look for fans on the opponent opponent stadium that are just like who's the best of the fucking best because that's what i want to be and the galaxy have been so far far from it i mean the hard the hardest they've ever gone is when i i think honestly i'll give them some credit when they come to our stadium and like they 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 take they like they're they're loud and their chants going off. Then I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like hell yeah, this is the loudest and a waste a waste a waste section gets in our stadium. It's for Galaxy, and I'll and I'll give it up to them. But like outside of that, like they should actively be looking for to make things better. And that's what have tried to happen with V Block. That's what all this stuff happened before. But yeah, all this new stuff is all this new critique is just like you're not willing to look at yourself, man. Like you're afraid of what you might find in the mirror, man. It's it's that's what's so sad about it all. Boom. Yeah, I yeah, I, and and respect to the people that see the better product over here and decide like I already 
chose my side and I'm going to stay, yeah. but also be aware that like, we're just fucking better than you and you yeah. have to step it up to keep this rivalry going. Like, yeah, Zlatan carried you on his back for a couple of seasons, but like, that's it. Since we've been here, like, that's all you have. You have your great white hope that like, that didn't really give a shit about this league. He used it as, you know, like the triple A's of baseball to like get his body back so he could go back to, to Europe, right? Like you're That's not the sad part. Yeah, that how's how like cringe was that when everyone's like like oh my god, like imagine like t- 10 a.m. on match day, Zlatan kicks the door down and says, I'm back. You're welcome. And I'm like, this is a guy who won you one playoff game in two two years. And all of a sudden, like this is your Jesus Christ personal savior. Like it's but really goes, sad, dude. That goes to show all those people that are like San Jose's our real fucking rival and all that type of bullshit that they do. Like it just goes to show how important beating LAFC was for them because since that moment when he first came in, he was already on God tier to them, and it wasn't going to come down because of that one thing of just beating us. And that's how high in regard that they they keep us, but they will never admit it. Well, yeah, someone else pointed out, man, to your point, like your point before about like they, they're like, oh, yeah, you MLS wants this or hey, LAFC fans, you want Galaxy to be relevant because it's good for the rivalry. I'm like, we don't have to we don't owe them shit like you guys have to step up your own game to be rivals with us. Like that's exact like essentially what we have to talk about here. Why do we have to like babysit your drink because you can't finish yourself? Like it's it's actually just sad, man. And like I. Don't like talking about them. I don't like going to Carson. And now we finally won. I'm just like, get this shit off my back, dude. Like, all this stuff just rolls rolls downhill for me. I, I just, I, I love how sad <laughs> and upset they are. It just it brings me so much joy to still be bathing in galaxy tears a week after. Slim, what's the best, what's your recommendation for the best way to enjoy a salty comment section? Like, do you like to sit down at a certain chair? Do you get in there at a certain time of day? Do you want to like kind of walk people through like how to best enjoy it the way that Slim does? Do you have a, do you have Mm -hmm. a list of things you need to kind of like get the most out? Do you want to have a drink in hand? Do you want to have a smoke in hand? Do you want to, you know, a a connoisseur of salt? There's no real rhyme or reason. It's just when it comes up on the feed, you it's whatever mood you're in you take it with that and it'll either lift your spirits when you're down um if you're pissed off it's a great way to just be an asshole and be a piece of shit and it you know like it's just you just go with the flow and and that's this is kind of with life you know what i mean you take it as it comes you take it as it goes and fucking have fun with it and honestly, some of you guys, even LAFC fans, like if you're not good at shit talking, stay out of the comment section. You guys sound <laughs> fucking nuts too. Like, yeah, get your shit talking proper if you're gonna be jumping in comment sections because some of y'all sound corny too. Yeah, but I, I love saw, you. Still. I saw Monty Monty call out some court likes. Like we, nah, I, I get a reputation sometimes because these motherfuckers corny out here. <laughs> but, uh, man, this is yeah, Sam. Like, it, do you uh, recommend? Uh, I know you just said you kind of take it, you kind of take life as as it goes. But you do you like to microdose on these uh, on these these salt comments, or do you like to just like, hey, I have a free afternoon from the hours of three thirty to to five p.m. 
I'm just going to really just let me give a full 90 minutes to this thing and just do a full gameplay where I'm going to go back and forth. How, 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 what's your preferred way? Do you have one? Um, I remember back when I was running the TSG Instagram, I used to just be in there, like responding to the responses and like just going back and forth with these guys. But like I said, like the more I did that, the more I realized that most of these people are fucking idiots and they can't like they can't stand in a room with me and talk shit like so i just leave my comment now let them you know say what they want under it you know just kind of go on with my day but you know it took a while for me to do that to just set it and forget it back back then i used to be on there like oh this motherfucker i'm gonna get him Uh, that's what we call progress ladies and gentlemen this is yes year yes. 12 of fcfc pod we've, <laughs> we've reached this level oh man Maybe. i'm pretty sure we had a topic topics that no we, we didn't did. we did we got into you know this. what you know what let's go into the topic during the second segment but just to round out our kind of opening intro here because i feel like it's important top memories of carson now that the curse curse is lifted what do you guys remember uh, from your visits down there? N- none of the three of us happened to be there uh, over the past weekend for various reasons, but men- we've we've all shared many a game down there um, in this in this rivalry. But what are your what are some what are some moments? You, you know what it doesn't have to be your favorite moment. What are some moments that stand out? Little little things, big things. I'll go first. October. 2021, Josh Bias just all the way in. Just one of the happiest drunken memories I've ever seen of this man. And, um, you know, if you can go out to an away day where the atmosphere is tense and you can have some drinks and you can really just slip into just like a happy uh, drunk place, I think you're good, like from a psychological perspective. I'll pass you as like an informal therapist that you are you are of sound mind and soul and proceed accordingly. And so I just wanted to say that was a really great memory. Uh, when I went down, down with Josh a couple, let's see, two, two seasons ago. Slim, do you got any memories? I think now that we've won our championship and won our match over there, um, I can, you know, pinpoint more from the first away day over there, you know, and, just that feeling you got when you walked into that little corner that we had. And I mean, we took, you know, took a good amount of space, but that first goal that Carlos scored and, Mm. and that elation, you know, I think there was nothing like that first goal that was scored over there, that feeling. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, and now when you, that game comes up now. It's it's like, it's not as traumatic anymore. <laughs> I try to remember the good things about that game. I, I'll never yeah. forget that Carlos goal, man. It was one of the most magical things I've seen fucking in person, especially in soccer. Like the way it pinged off the crossbar like that. Or maybe that was San Jose. But yeah, it was fucking incredible, man. That was when Vela was like peak left foot, top corner, curling the ball in. So, so tickling, tickling the twine. Yeah, yeah. I remember whenever he was at that that top corner with the ability to hit that left, every time he hit it, like your butthole would clench because there was a chance. Anytime he struck it. What was beautiful was he scored 
you know, this this last weekend he scored a similar goal in a similar yeah. position to that yeah, first he sc- one. He scored the old man version of that that first. Yeah, goal. Hey. <laughs> a little inside the box, a little inside yeah. the box. <laughs> you know hey my, I think my favorite I'll take my it. favorite Carson memory is uh is uh I say we uh shout out to the troops showing up in uniform to Carson oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're so oh, cute no. we all got matching matching army fatigue shirts army oh, camo shirts God. with bucket hats and um someone took the ugliest photo of Sam he's ever taken in this life hey I tell y'all when I when I'm in bucket hats I look like like a homeless person from the 1930s like it's just weird <laughs> you got the fingerless gloves on it's like oh man yeah. you know what like the three two five two comes up with a lot of ideas like you can't hit a hundred percent it's just not possible you know i i still appreciate that like everyone just like yeah we all wore t-shirts <laughs> like it's like it's funny like it's like a really funny thing to look back on it, i thought it was kind of funny back in back in that time too because we were like kind of serious you know about marching in there <laughs> but uh well, yeah, it's cool. well i will say it's, i will say as much as as much as you said you know some ideas were better than others or what have you the attention or the uh mm, the message, I don't want to use the word message. I don't want to use the word attention. I guess the show of unity, maybe. The show of unity was enough that at a time when I was like trying to push as many MLS culture articles on MLSsoccer.com as I could, this was one of the only times I remember them coming to me and being like, what's going on with these army fatigues? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, please, sir, <laughs> go ahead and- like in ad- in addition to your original game articles, I need you to write. I need you to find some answers. Find some answers as soon as you can because we want to know. We want to know. Like it imagine, was like it was- imagine if we had won that game. Like that we would have. Someone would have tried to make us wear it every fucking away day <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh man, that's great, man. Monty Monty looked like he was in Desert Storm, bro. I'll never forget that dude. This fucking head. Uh, yo, that's <laughs> honestly you got to try some shit, man. It's it's better to, to to try hard and fail big than um be safe about everything. That's what makes the boy shit fun. Can We're I, not can supposed I mention, to be so well rounded. Can Wait, I mention one makes, other? What makes what fun? I don't know what I said just now. I, I thought ahead. you said abortion. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just you know, really supporter. big. Okay, I thought you said it makes abortion fun. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? Bro, pro-choice, baby. Let's go. You know. I I couldn't, or I should say we can't uh, step on each other's toes when we're talking like we could in the backyard, and it's something I'm still getting used to, so I apologize for jumping in on people. But I wanted to share one other memory, which was on the very first bus down... I don't know if we were the first bus in line, but that very first bus trip down to Carson for the very first away day. I do remember something that um, made me so excited uh, as, I, as I had like gotten to know everyone over those years um, leading up to the first game and whatnot. And Joe, I was sitting near Joe Zacker and there was a small uh, like trapo with, I think the words were bow down on it and there was some smoke like blue and yellow smoke that uh galaxy fans had put on one of the bridges on the way down on a 110 and joseph saw it and he looked at me and he's like 
I like it. I like it. Like he liked that. Like, like, like it was starting. Like it was like the, it was one of like the first like messages that we saw of the day or like, you know, there had been some things before the whole spray paint with the walls and whatnot and banter on social media. But this was like one of the first like tangible moments of like of the rivalry and joseph like he he just got so excited and i saw this like look in his eyes like wow this is like a real like you know the potential for a real rivalry which is what it's become um and i I don't know it was it was cool because it was like before everything you know before ball was kicked before everything and i saw like that joe in a way like knew in that moment that it was like gonna be a thing i mean we all had a feeling but but yeah, that was a great memory too. That was a victory for the culture that moment, I think, and his excitement for it, you know? Well, we'll see if the rivalry stays strong because they got to do a lot of shit to compete now. Well, and on that in? And on that note, maybe we'll take a break and actually bring you, bring you some topical stuff after this. Josh is swinging his headphone mm-hmm. quarter. John just swinging his headphone cord around like a lasso. I don't know what he's a uh, head lassoing over there, but here we go. Welcome back to FCFC Pod. This is your boy Josh Spice, and we're here Spice, with a Spice, brand Spice. new segment. We're talking about 72 hours away, 72 hours away in Los Angeles in honor of our, our, uh, our brother Dweez who, who, who needs some, who needs some, uh, some plans for the 72 hours to be back here. But yeah, we usually get to spend on an average away day, three days, three days, three nights doing the whole away day travel. And we thought it'd be a fun way to kind of encapsulate the city of Los Angeles as a away day destination by giving you our top recommendations for what we do on a 72-hour away day to L.A. So I want to kick this off to Dweez. Dweez, I'll give you first uh, first pick here. You uh, you set us up. Do you want to do this by, I get it, like let's say it's a Sunday Sunday night game. We get it on a Friday. Do you want to, do you want to take the Friday here, or how, how do you want to play this out? I think we can kind of we can kind of mix and match how we play it, but let's be real. Like one of the first things you're going to need besides a flight is you're going to need a place to stay. So where are you going to stay? And what are the advantages of staying in one place or another? Um, we're we're going to build this for the ground up for the people. I think I would vote on staying somewhere. Actually, I'm biased because I love this part of the city, but somewhere in the Koreatown area, because you'll be near this near enough to the stadium to go. You'll be near downtown close enough. You'll be near uh, the Griffith Parks of the world close enough. And um, from there, you can kind of hit lots of different spots. So that's that's my uh, my advice for, difficulties. Okay, for where to you stay. Hey, Tweez, you dropped off kind of after Koreatown. Okay, well, I think you stay in Koreatown. <laughs> I think you stay in Koreatown. <laughs> no, 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 no. Finish the thought, bro. Yeah, hit up Koreatown. One of my favorite places to stay. Hit back from there. I because think mostly it, he's saying because it's central. Yes, but also there's enough, the part that I didn't hit even with our technical difficulty was that there's enough walkable spots in Koreatown or like a quick, a quick Uberable spots that, um, it's, All right. no, it's, no, 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 
you're already wrong, Louise. And this is because you're not a car person. But number one thing you got to do in L.A. when you come out here is you have to rent a car. Do not come to L.A. unless you have someone that's going to drive you around everywhere. Don't come to L.A. and not have a car. Like, it's just a pain in the ass. Like, well, actually, it, it is a lot easier now that we have Ubers. But for the most part, like getting around in L.A., everything's kind of far apart. Well, I guess it also depends on if you're going to stay within the city limits of where you're going to stay. Bro, it is fucking 1998. Like you said, it's easier because we have Uber. Ubers have been around for like 10 that's years. The, you can see more neighborhoods, but that's my that's my one con for it. It's like the parking is, is kind of trash. All right. Well, I just took us down a whole different thing that we don't even really need to talk about. So, okay. You're seriously saying let's stay in Koreatown. Do you have like a specific place you would stay around, Spice? Yo, my thing is like question with a question is, do you think if we have a game downtown, if our game, if our stadium is downtown, our stadium is downtown, is seeing the beach and spending spending time at a beach possible in 72 hours? Like, is it is it recommended? Because my thing is, I think a lot of people come to L.A. believing they want a full beach day or at least a few hours there. But is that something that we will recommend? Because if that's the case, then I'd probably go Culver City, right? Or like West Adams. And at least you're like spitting on the ten. So you can get you can get up get across there. Is is my is my only kind of push on that. What do you think, Sam? You think you can see the beach in 72 hours? I think everyone that comes to LA that doesn't have easy access to the beach wants to go to the beach. Um yeah, but shout out Doug. Doug, Doug did a day in Santa Monica because he wanted to see like Santa Monica and Venice and like he Ubered out there, took a bus out there. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if the for the most part, people are going to want to do the beach. So I think that would be a good um, place to stay. I think those would kind of be the two choices, right? You kind of either go more West LA or you stay downtown Koreatown area. It, you know what I mean? I think that would be the best options. Yeah, maybe, look, we, we can give them two adventure routes, right? And of course, there are many in between there. But if you want to include a beach day, you're going to, you know, you could stay in the Culver City area, like Josh said, West Adams area, maybe. Um, if you stay in the Koreatown area and you still want to do something outside, I would, you know, go, I would go to Griffith Park because it's right there. Mm. And it's not, it's not as big of a trek as, um, as going to the beach. If you rent a car, it doesn't matter. I think you could easily still go to the beach from Koreatown. It's not that much farther than Culver City from the beach. Um, the difference is if you're in Culver City and you don't have a car, you can at least just hop on the train and go and see the pier that way or whatever. But, um, the whole idea of like getting a car or not is I guess your first, your first choice, right? You get a car, don't get a car. You can, you can handle it without a car, but if you get one, you can basically do whatever the hell you want. If you don't get one, you got to be a little bit more specific about where you go. And then look, you have one day that's going to be your match day going to be your your football day right um but your other day your other full free day for example you know is is i think if you come to los angeles and you don't experience some aspect of the outdoors i mean we've got this weather for a reason this reputable weather for a reason if you don't if you don't want to experience the beach or griffith park or like a hiking jam then like at least like going on you could rent bikes like in downtown. Okay, maybe that's not the best place to rent bikes, but you could rent, you know, <laughs> I see Slim just like stepping up. Like there's so any physical shit. No, no, no. It's not physical stuff. Like, but let's be honest. When it comes to like the places you would 
rent bikes. Like that's why I would say get a car. If you want a beach day, you should probably go to the OC or Malibu. You know what I mean? Like if you want a real beach beach day and not just like just check out the pier at Santa Monica. You mean you're talking about getting in the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you want the, to... if, I'm saying yeah, like, like that's that's why you would get a car. Like hit the OC it, it, and then you could like hit Westminster and hit some amazing like Vietnamese Ooh. food. You know what I mean? Um, come up from there. There's um, well, like if you're if where you're from doesn't have bomb Indian food, you could hit up Artesia and get some Indian food. Like that's why I say like get a car in California is because like if you come here with an itinerary like and you have things you want to hit like LA is kind of spaced out, but you can also experience a lot more different types of things if you do, you know, plan it out. That's actually a good point. If you have an itinerary and there's stuff you want to do even before listening to this pod, then yeah, yeah maybe you need a car. Like if you're going to, if you're going to hit those things, but if you're more like, I'm going to float in the breeze and see like where the city takes me. Um, I don't think you need a car to enjoy LA at all. I think that there's like enough to enjoy in any place that you'll be for 72 hours that you have a plenty, you have plenty of a good, good experience, you know, because hey, to you your point, up... oh, yeah. go ahead. no, I was just going to say to your point about like going, I, it didn't even occur to me. It didn't even occur to me to think about going to orange County until you mm -hmm. brought it up. Like I wouldn't have even considered that. And I don't think unless someone wanted to go to Disneyland, I've never I don't think for a visitor recommended, even a non-football visitor recommended going to Orange County, just because I my mind is flooded with other things to do, like in LA County. Or yeah, yeah, there's LA so property. much to do in LA. It's just I'm saying for a a good beach, like a good beach day, I feel like it's going to be a little cleaner. Well, do we LA have city. a do we have recommended beaches while we're at it? We gotta get a little specific here. Yeah, we're you being can, a little I mean, vague. Newport and Venice. Yeah, Josh, do you have a favorite? Or beach? not not Venice. What am I saying? Newport and Laguna Beach. Don't go to Venice anymore. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm kind of a, you know, Josh Bice is still very much in love. And so my, my, my lady hails from the South Bay. And so I do have an affinity for Torrance Beach. It's a little it's a little quieter, but it's also closer to Redondo Beach where you can get some bomb um spicy crap spicy korean crabs on the on the pier there but if you don't want to do the pier shit then torrance beach has a pure like picturesque beach with like a lot a huge huge uh sand beach like where you can kind of walk out and chill i love that place a lot and now i'm trying to figure out there's a i don't know if you guys knew this about me but josh buys can fuck around with a little beach volleyball i love love getting out there in the sand love love diving in the pit and uh, <laughs> i used to I used to play, I mean, Orange County, that's what's so beautiful about in, in OC and uh, is like there's nets everywhere. In LA, I think it's a little more rare, but um, there's a beach between Santa Monica and Malibu, and I'm forgetting what the name is, but it's like right across. Will um, Rogers. Yeah, Will Rogers. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Right across that the Dolphin High School. And then, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the awesome nets there, really, really chill to park on the other side of PCH and walk over so you have to pay for parking. Love Will Rogers. Yeah, I'll I'll co-sign Will Rogers. That's kind of like our family's beach, that one. And, uh, you know, just right south of the pier in Santa Monica at um, Suns not Sunset Beach. Why is it? Why is my mind farting? Right, right by the right Cha Cha Chicken. Right by Cha Cha Chicken. If you just go out right south of the pier, um, 
those are easy places to find meters. Those are for social beaches. I would say if you wanted something more uh, secluded or like clean, uh, go to the state beaches, which, you know, the state park. So Crystal Cove, which is down by Laguna, that Slim mentioned. And then yep. the other one on the north side is Leo Carrillo, which is right on the, it's the first beach in Ventura County after you go through Malibu. So if someone's like, I got the car, I'm going to take the drive, like driving down to Crystal Cove or up to Leo Carrillo, um, you'd get like a nice coastal drive both of those ways too. So there you yeah, go. And, we we, we, and, we checked your beach box. And that's your beach portion of this podcast. And next, if you're just fully here for footy, what are some of the things that you need to do just to, you know, you want to engulf yourself in L.A. football culture? Spice, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Don't, you know, don't look I'll, up I'll, in the air like you didn't already claim what you were going to talk about before <laughs> we started, you dick. No, nah, you know what? This is how this is how good I am. This is how fucking corporately smooth I am right now. I'm not even going to take that one. I'm going to I'm going to serve it up with another beautiful branded uh beautiful branded soccer soccer company and that's uh Venice Beach Football Club, right? They <laughs> Was that your slip? Uh, we want to stay near, stay, near, stay near the beach. Uh shout out our shout out our our, uh, our former guest uh Christine Kwan who who often plays with them, but it's kind of a pickup Beachside series in Venice Beach. I think they play on a mix of like the Venice Beach basketball courts, but also like they have some kind of turf field that that's nearby. But a lot of people, when they think of the LA soccer scene, like there is, yeah, it's like it's the Venice Beach Football Club has really, really awesome futsal and and kind of soccer that's I think really unique to like beach culture and to kind of uh West Coast culture um in general as well. And you get a lot, a lot of I mean, Dewey's you probably I've seen it more than me, but yeah, like really good competition and like a lot of, I feel like people who seek that kind of stuff out are at a certain level of like high school or college, collegiate level athlete already. So you can like, the games get pretty competitive, but yeah, thought, thought of Venice Beach Football Club as as one of the quintessential things that people think about when they think of LA soccer on the West side, at least. No, that's a good one. I was just going to add, you know, if pick up, if you come here and you want to play, there's venice beach and if you want to stay on the beach side and do that way but if you don't saturday's football which is an institution that all all three of us wanted to recommend they do a pickup they do pickup as well and like their pickup you know you just have to like look at their instagram page it changes sometimes but i if i remember right is tuesdays and thursdays in the morning so if you got there on a thursday and you went or i think occasionally they do other like little events so you could kind of follow and get a chance to go play. Cause some people, when they go visit a place, myself included, you do like to like get in the mix and play with some, some locals. It's a good way to like do what I was talking about earlier, which is like get outside and enjoy, you know, like what LA has to offer in terms of outdoor activities. But Slim, I'll let you talk about actual Saturday's football as an institution and why you should go there and watch Manchester United lose in the morning on one of your mornings while you're there. Wow. You know what? Your hair looks like not as great as it usually does other days Ooh. today. Yeah. Uh, you went there. Saturday's football, it. House of Football. Um, it's it's a newer establishment, kind of popped up during the pandemic, really. Um, and Shout yeah. out Matt for getting a pandy sweet deal on this incredible property, by the way. Seriously. We love you, Matt. And your business savvy. Look at the corporations, baby. <laughs> this guy's the worst. 
Uh, yeah, like you said, Matt, uh, former guest of the pod, friend of the pod, um, bought out an old church in Highland Park, right? Um, and just just went full capitalism in there and decided to start selling footy kits out of there. Uh, amazing watch parties in a beautiful facility. Um, they got a bar in the downstairs basement. Like Dewey said, um, a little futsal court in the back for pickup games on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's kind of, I, I don't know if LA has, has had that before them, where it's just like this central hub for for foot football lovers um, to just kind of congregate, look at amazing kits from all around the world and kind of gawk at stuff and spend way more money than you had intended to when you first pulled up. Yo, I think to to your point, Sam, like if being a destination in L.A. has never really had this before, like I've been to like I've traveled like to especially um, my most recent trips have been to France and Italy and I've sought out the soccer specific store. Right? And I've oftentimes had to drag loved ones to these soccer specific stores and they turn out to be like way out of the way and they're tiny, which is awesome because I get to like. All that stuff is like a different reference point. I'm seeing all this 98 World Cup gear in France. I bought I bought home some cups and some weird toys for you guys. And I was like, that's what I really wanted. But the experience is over within 20 minutes, right? As as much as like you want to kind of sit there and sift through stuff. Like, there's I'll tell like, you some things where 20 minutes is plenty of time. It, this one was not. And it's not <laughs> enough for me. But, yo, no, I, I get that. And it's like when you go to Saturdays, man, and especially on a match day, like on a weird Tuesday – like not only is there going to be actual footy on downstairs where you can stay for you know the course of like five hours watching the full slate of games, but Matt actually generally loves to talk to people about what they're into, what they're what what kits they're what kits they got, and the selection is huge. They have thousands of kits inside there, and it's not just like one guy. You know, his curating a collection like Matt has relationship with different clubs like Venezia uh, uh, Venezia FC, right, and uh, with different. Um, like even Bayern and stuff and J League club. So you really can kind of have different touch points for everything. And not only that, but you get to watch the game, drink around the game and play futsal around the game. Like it's going to be one of the biggest football destinations, I think across the country for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like if you were a football lover and all you did when you came to Los Angeles was go to a game at the bank, even if LAFC weren't playing and you got to see Angel City, um, and you went to Saturday's football, you would have left with like probably the best football experience you could have in the country. Like it would domestically grown football, right? Non, you know, not like Barcelona isn't in town playing Juventus or something, but like just those two alone, I think will, would really like satisfy your football love. And I mean, if you're like a, a deeper head and you want to go to the lucky Baldwins of the world, you want to go to some of the old, older, like, institutions for watching you know the 4 30 a.m games which are very infamous on the west coast if you're if you follow european leagues and you you know you want to watch a game live you've got to wake up at 4 30 and go to one of these dark shrouded rooms and watch the games and be a real head like that but like you said josh like when saturdays came through and matt offered the house of football to us all and we can sit down there and watch the games all morning like that's kind of like a one-stop shop for that and i would just like to add to that um, if you're trying to pick up other gear and you were going to play pickup, for instance, but you didn't bring your shit or you just want to like shop at what is a very good football shop, 
Mickey's Sports has multiple locations. You could go to the one on 7th Street is my favorite one, the original location right by downtown. Um, and like check out their, they have their own, you know, sick contribution to Los Angeles soccer culture. And you can kind of see how their oh, family geez. has been. Yeah, have their family has been connected to the game for so long and, and look at some of the memorabilia that they have at that store. But if you just wanted to buy product, like they've got a stand up selection and they've got other locations, including one on the west side. So um, th- I think those between those three, you know, a Nikki's visit, a stadium visit uh, specifically to the bank and a uh, a trip to Saturdays, I think you would feel pretty satisfied if you did a little pickup. Um, somewhere in there too you feel satisfied with like the football portion of your visit so we got we got we got you a place to stay we got you some transportation we got you some beach we got you some football now it's time to time to fill the stomach bro fill it with with grub with the liquors and fill those lungs with some of the herbs slim do you want to do you want to kick it off with uh maybe where to where to where to go for a first time smoker or an experienced smoker? I mean, where do you, where do you want to go to get your stuff? Or is there like, are there cafes? Can you like sit and have a smoke with some, some people yet? Does that really exist? I, I think there's a couple, but like, it's not worth doing all that. Just if you come out here and you're looking for weed, just download weed maps, find what's closest to you. For the most part, most of the stores are going to have a lot of, you know, interchanging brands that they all carry. And then it, it all depends on what price point you you want to pay. You could get the $50 eighth or the $150 eighth, depending on like what quality you're looking for and what level of connoisseur you are. Um, edibles, you know, it's a lot more re- regulated now. So you know what kind of dosage you're getting. So you're not as likely to bad trip. If that's what you're looking for. Um, pen wise, you could always go with the Steezy, but that, that's, that requires getting the whole battery and the pod. Um, plug and play same deal or if you have the usual five by ten battery on you then you can just get um any live resin um pod like a yeah most there's there's always ones you could talk to and all the bud tenders will have deals and whatnot for you so or if you're just lazy you can go ahead and order it and they'll deliver it to you depending on if you can find it in your area so weed maps is the best place to start do you have a favorite shop though, Slim? Like if, if say if I was staying in the Koreatown area and I wanted to get something somewhere around the downtown bank, like wherever, if I wanted to go in person and I wanted to like have an experience, where, where think, should I go? I think the biggest store out here and one of the biggest brands in probably all of the United States when it comes to weed is Steezy. Um, they have a spot right off the 101 and I forget what exit it is. Um, is it the, is right, it the one in right downtown? before Alameda? Yeah, right before Alameda. Um, yeah, it's right across from Union Station, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably one of the bigger stores out here. But like I said, when you have weed maps, it all depends on where you're staying. There's most likely going to be a store near you. And if not, you could probably find a delivery service. Um, but if you want the best of weeds, you still got to find drug dealer weed because a lot of this, this store bought weed is, has to go through. <laughs> Uh, a testing process and it's not as fresh when it finally gets to you um but yeah that's you know that's that's if you're plugged in uh hit the dm support your local so yeah support your local growers (laughs) i guess to support to support your local you can always just hit the fcfc account with dms and yeah we should be able to point you in the right direction someone someone that's a 42 originals question you know what i mean there you go there you go hit up the 42 o's there you go 
All right, Spice, your turn, man. You let's you get into the stomach feeling, Spice. Yeah, let's let's what you know. We can get as specific as we want, or we can get as broad as we want. But let's imagine a listener, their first time ever coming to Los Angeles. They don't know nothing. What do they need to have? They're from where are they from? I don't know. They're from a place where they don't have much. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> they don't have much. So where where do they go? What are the Let's go with all the stereotypical like like surface level low hanging fruit ones first. Like bestie. If you're trying to get like what people consider the best restaurant in LA at the time and like that main one that you want your little Instagram post from, you could hit up Bestia um spice you've been dating longer i'm sure you have a couple more of these locations that you wait are required said, to go to wait 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 wait. you just said you've been dating longer slim are you uh, no 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 no. okay I, okay okay i thought this I've was only, the only exclusive. relationship i have is with my stupid ass dog okay i was about to call your mom and be like oh it's finally happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'd probably break down crying it's so sad uh, okay, my I think the Instagrammable location that I think is actually worth the wait and worth worth uh, worth its money is Republic. Uh, it's a little French restaurant, but it's there. I think their breakfast brunch menu is pretty elite. It's on La Brea and I think Sixth, but it has I think it was Charlie Chaplin's old residence, something like that. That was returned into a restaurant. Kind of has like a French French uh, old like neighborhood feel to it inside. It's beautiful inside. Um, their American breakfast is sick with a big thick cut pork belly bacon, bacon piece with like eggs and um, bread, which is really great in house. But I think what makes it really, really special, man, is the pastries and shout out, Sam, your, your friend works at Republic and, uh, she, she hooked it up last time I was there, but I think the best chocolate cake in the fucking world is at Republic. It's like Mm. a seven layer chocolate and caramel cake. Somehow it's not very sweet. And I think as Korean and Asian people, we all know that not a dessert that's not sweet, not so sweet, is the ultimate pinnacle of dessert foods. And this uh, chocolate cake, it's so rich and yet not sweet and it's beautiful. So, yeah, get the chocolate cake at Republic. They even have a takeout window on the side in case you don't wake up, wait online where you can get a coffee and, uh, and, and the cake if you just want to do that. Quick hitter. So that's the breakfast part, portion covered, covered off. Dang, we just got some breakfast. We got some fancy dinner. You know, I got I gotta be honest, I'm surprised. My my two co-hosts over here, you know, they're they're hitting you guys, they're you guys hitting hitting you with the Instagram places, the walls. I'm gonna take you to the street. I'll take you all the way to the street. No, I'm just kidding. Um No, I, we're let's take it to the street. We got it, we're on breakfast, so we, we have to actually talk about breakfast burrito spots depending on where you're at, right? So um if you're more on the eastern side of LA towards like Pasadena, one of the greatest uh Ooh, you gonna say for... it? Yeah, uh, shoot. Why am I blinking on the name right now, though? Holy shit. Talk Is it Lucky called like Burana? Lucky Boys? Yeah, Lucky Boys. Lucky Boys, okay, yeah. Um, Lucky okay, you're Boys talking about the in Pasadena. Yeah. What'd you call me for? You the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, isn't that the one that's pretty, that's pretty sizable breakfast burrito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what breakfast burritos really are. Like I feel like originated from. I feel like the only people that were really getting down on them like that were like like labor intensive workers that were like when you the carbs. In the yeah, no, nah, and then like the fat people like me discovered it and were like, yeah, these are great. Let's make these so, up. Yeah, because um, breakfast burritos. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more around America now, but like 
back when we were like in high school and college that era when they really started popping off like it was very much an la thing right what's what's the what's the protein of choice in your breakfast burrito i mean you gotta be a true fat ass and get all of them bacon, <laughs> bacon uh sausage and ham in that motherfucker and ham holy shit like cold cut ham um, well, it depends on the place. So there's like some places that have like a thicker cut ham. So those places, I'll, I'll actually just get a ham sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I uh, My only thing about Lucky Boys is I wish that they, when you request the potatoes to be crispier, they actually give you like crispy potatoes instead of like the wet, sloppy, whatever, fucking limp noodles that they give you of potatoes because i think that the texture of the hash brown inside a breakfast burrito can really elevate it to elite levels which is why my pick for breakfast burrito i can't believe i'm still on this side of town is kofax i love kofax on on fairfax i had a pastrami breakfast burrito from there recently which i think is a little off the cuff but uh makes sense because you're in a jewish neighborhood and uh pastrami and avocado mixed with like a hash brown in there was pretty fucking incredible um, I loved it. And also like the the salsa is on the Bucks burrito is 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 a key one, right? Like I I had a homie's mom who like ran a little deli inside a corporate building in LA downtown. Her sauce was cracked because it just was ketchup and and then uh and like uh and pico de gallo together. So it was like that's she was awesome. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But um yeah, I will go with Colfax. You got you got one closer to West LA? Actually well, got- you yeah, you got the one that I've got several. I've got I've got several. I would say my favorite is Tacos Via Corona, which is in Atwater Village. Um, they do smaller what? breakfast burritos, but they're phenomenal. Um, Wake and Late is what we had before the MLS Cup final, and that was a Fire. delivery. That was a delivery. It had a delivery option in, in that area. So if you're staying in that area, that's a great great one. Um, yeah, look, if, if there's any, uh, Austin FC people listening to this, they, they might take it another way. But the first time we ever had Austin FC over, we got them the, uh, the Tex-Mex spot, which is called home state and home state has several locations, including one in Marina del Rey or Marina del Rey area, Playa del Rey. And then there's one in, there's a couple, there's one in, um, there was one in West Adams for a while, but I think they've taken it away but the other one's up in Highland Park. And then there's a third one in like Hollywood, Los Feliz area. So those ones do the breakfast tacos. Those are also quite good. So it's not quite a breakfast burrito. And then if you want a fancy, more fancy breakfast burrito, that's a little bit more uppity, but I think has a really nice creamy sauce to it. One that I've eaten a lot when I used to live in Los Feliz is called um, Los Feliz Cafe's uh their breakfast burrito is quite good. So there's a few kind of spattering options that we just hit you guys with for the morning meal. Let's move on to lunch. Let's move on to lunch, guys. Or unless there's another breakfast thing you want to give them, because we give them a lot of breakfast. They got breakfast yeah. in three days for sure. Uh, let's move on to lunch. Um, where are you going for lunch on a non-match day? Um, yeah, what are you? What are you gonna eat? You gonna? You gonna? What are you gonna take in during your midday meal? It also depends on if people are like food questers or not. Some people are going to like travel to go eat something. Some people just like eat whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. Like, and it just depends on like what. There's just so many. After breakfast is more honed in, concentrated. You know what I mean? Once it comes to lunch and dinner, there's just like what type of cuisine are you looking for? What country do you want to visit in your mouth? 
You know what I mean? Maybe we should jump. Maybe we should jump to dinner, um, and then we'll come back and paint through lunch. Because I do think one thing we got to talk about is just the abundance of eating options in Koreatown and eating Korean food specifically. I'll go out on a limb here and say this: If you come to Los Angeles for seventy-two hours and you don't eat Mexican food and Korean food, I think you've made a huge mistake. Like if you haven't had at least those two, if you haven't checked those two boxes. I think you've really missed an opportunity. I, you could tell me that there's other shit you really, really need to eat, but I think those are the two key ones. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, we're biased, maybe, but yeah, yeah. no, I, so, think, I think you're spot on with that. So if we're gonna, maybe let's just do this. Where are you going? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one of Slim's favorites for for the Korean food. You got to go to Sunundan. You got to go to Sunundan because you can get first of all, it's 24 hours, so you can go whenever the fuck you want. You you can you can get a soup there and and I've I've grown to really actually like their soups more and more over time. Usually I go to another soup spot, Jintong Sulintong, but like I I really like their soups. But the big thing you get the galbi gin. You're there with your homies, your pals, your girlfriend if you're taking a romantic football getaway, and uh, you get a blowtorch. You know you get a blowtorch experience and you get to eat some galbi gin. I think it's a pretty I mean, I'm talking about right now. I'm definitely one of the biggest things I miss uh, miss back there. So I'm gonna take that one right out of these two's hands. Where? What other Korean spots or spots in K Town do you guys recommend hitting up? All right. So this is the thing with Koreatown and just the prices of beef in general. Like, do you have to expect <laughs> to be spending a decent amount in K Town? Because not only are you gonna be eating meat you're probably going to be drinking with that meat. So my suggestion for a top tier type Korean barbecue would be Suwon Gaibu, which is one of the few places that still have a uh, cold grilled meat instead of uh, gas. Um, and it's more concentrated on the short rib instead of the, all the different types of, of um, Korean barbecue cuts you can get. Uh, over there, you would get the kind of be able to get an order of the marinated, an order of the non-marinated, uh, as well as an order of naengmyeon, which is a um, cold broth noodle soup um, that is very uniquely Korean. Cause it, and it's going to throw a lot of people off. Like cold noodles is a very weird thing. But when you take a piece of that meat, put it on top of the noodles and you scoop it up, it's just a perfect combination. It's truly like a ridiculous and like, holy shit, I'm thankful that I'm alive during this time to be able to combine fucking charcoal grilled meat and like vinegary ass like naengmyeon together. Like it's mm. just your your body does something. You start, you start, you know, getting all giddy in your heart. But uh, no, great rack, great rack. I never got the naengmyeon at Suwon Gabi, so I have to check it out. But I, to, to be fair, for Sam's recommendation... Even amongst Korean barbecue standards, that's like where your parents bring you after you graduate. Like it's like top tier, like it's A1. It's actually kind of a nice, nice uh vibe in there. It's not too crazy, but people like to have a drink around there. So no, I like that. I like that a Are lot. Are you talking um, about Suwon or Chosan? I think you're talking about Chosan. I was talking about Chosan. Wait, I haven't been to Suwon then. Oh, Suwon's Suwon a little is more a little, dirty. Suwon's a little smaller. Like it's um Oh, is that the one on Vermont? Yes, yes, right oh, okay, behind okay, that okay. little chicken spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but Chosun, that Chosun's naengmyeon's really good too. Damn. Yeah, you have to get Chosun's naengmyeon too. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with Suwon Kalbi or Chosun Kalbi. So go there. Um, for um, mine, but, yeah, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say if you and if you're newer to Korean barbecue and you want to experience more of more cuts of meat and you want to go all you can eat, then you would go to Uguk. Yeah, Uguk is is the solid one. That's like the classic all you can eat spot, right? It's like twenty five dollars a head for all you can eat, and all you can eat for Korean people means that you get all the side dishes already free. So, um, it's gonna be a lot of food for you. I'd say the there's a couple like I've heard Wubongi is awesome. Pork belly, which uh, which I have been meaning to try, but since I haven't tried it, I can't recommend it. I've had the soup before. The soup is really good. So I'm going to go with um, a place I was very happy to see return to form after COVID, which um, was a little shaky, was uh, Yang Mani on Olympic. Um, they have some of the best panchan or side dishes, I think, and fermented side dishes especially um, in K-Town. And I think their meat quality has always been there, but I'd say their pork, their pork kind of medley between mix of pork belly, pork jowl, um, it's really, really special. So pair those two together, young money. Um, it's a really, it's a nice kind of atmosphere too. The only thing that kind of kicks me about, about um, what's the Kaibichin place? Don't we know? I'm forgetting about it. So so that. Yeah, it's just that they keep the the lights so bright because they want to get people out of there because they're so drunk when they're usually there. So I'm like, nah, I like places that like you can just go there and it can be loud, but also like no one's like in a rush to go anywhere. So yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I like young money for that for 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 a dinner dinner location. Love those records, boys. Love those records. Um, yeah, well, let's go on down you, to Mexico. You, well, we already went to the breakfast burrito land, which is very much like a Southern California, more like fusion zone. But I do think it's it 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 behooves us to travel to tacos to, to travel to the taco zone. Um, I I just mentioned to these guys, I'm coming back for you know, a short, a short little stopover myself and we're going to meet up for some tacos. And I think the place that we're going to end up going to is the, uh, the Marcado, the, uh, wow. I've been out of LA too long. Yeah. Marcado La Paloma, which is really, really close to the stadium actually. And I would put it right there on one of the best options for someone going to a game either before or after, depending on what time the game is and all that. Um, it's it's beautiful, man. It's a community center, and they have several elite restaurants in there. Um, the two that are my favorite are Holbosch and Chichen Itza, which are actually run by the same family. And Holbosch is a seafood Morisco's specialty restaurant, one of the best in like all of Southern California. Um, he sources a lot of his own stuff, and it's just they do a course tasting, which I've done now twice, and the second time I did it was right before we left, and it is unbelievable i recommend that for people who even live in la to do the course tasting that he's got um but you can get in there and you can get some of the specials that he's got going on with the ceviche and a couple shrimp tacos that are unreal and then right next door in the same little little uh market is is chichen itza which has more of your land land animal fare and a lot of the food from yucatan which is you know it's different from the oaxacan food it's different from maybe a lot of the food that folks who are visiting from would associate with like normal Mexican food, a lot of different flavors, but uh, it's, it's phenomenal. So those two would be my recommendation. You can get tacos at either of them. They're not your kind of roadside tacos and people might scoff because they're a little bit more pricey than, than a taco truck or a taco stand that you could find. But if you want to sit and you want to kind of enjoy your meal for a while with some friends, it's hard to, hard to beat as a spot. That's sort of like an informal meetup spot where you can all come and order your own shit and have a seat. So Mercado Paloma for me. I 
I would put a whole bunch on um dare I say one of the great pregame meals of the world. Like what a ridiculous thing to have like so close to the stadium. You get a little acid in there, you get a little seafood in there, so you're not feeling so heavy. If you're getting ready to cheer a little bit, so yeah, I've, I've had a whole bunch of, a few times. I think I've actually only had to take out, and I heard from you, Dweez, that being there in person for tasting or even like being at that bar they have up there, I think it's a beautiful time. So, yeah, definitely gonna check that out. I fucking love hearing that stuff, man. Is there anything, um, by USC Village that you guys would really recommend, like as a kind of a pregame ritual, like food wise, outside of the Mercado? I think the Mercado, everything else in that little village area, I believe is all chained up now. I mean, they've got a Trejo's Tacos in there. I think the, the seems like the businesses just run in there and run out of there like super quick because things don't catch on or whatever. There's not any good spots to eat right there in the village. The Himalayan house, the, the Himalayan food spot that's right there in the corner near where we used to live is worth going to if you were, if you were, you know, in need of some South Asian food and you wanted to have a curry or you wanted to have um, some naan and have like a whole set meal. Like that's not a bad option. There's definitely better like Indian South Asian foods elsewhere, but that like will satisfy. But I don't think anything compares to Mercado Paloma, which you can walk to from, mm. from the bank or from USC. You could walk there if you, you know, it's not that far. Um, and it's right off the train line. So I'd just say, Rule two for eating around the bank area, just see rule one. Go to Mercado Paloma, you know? I would say right now, the best Mexican food, if you're just looking for, like, the basic taco and burrito thing, like, taco trucks is the way to go. Whether it's El Flamin in K-Town, uh, Leo's, I forget where that's at. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of Leo's everywhere. I think they're all selling, too. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if not, I feel like it's kind of like like with Chinese food, right? Like you got to go to SGV. Like with like Mexican food, I feel like you might need to come more towards like East LA. Um, there's like carnitas at Momo out here. Um, tacos a cabron. If you're looking for birria, there's uh, tacos la única. Um, yeah, so. East LA, if you're like looking for the the like more brick and mortar um, Mexican spots with the bomb food, but I feel like if you're up in LA, like you kind of wait till the nighttime and you wait for those taco trucks to post up, and and that's where they're at. I would I was yeah, just gonna add. Go ahead, Spice. No, I I think my my only addition to that would, would probably be like Angels Tacos. I found it like maybe a couple of years ago because I was I lived closer to there now, but. It's uh TJ style, right? So like the smashed avocado guac right on top. But yeah, love that taco spot. That for I think they have tacos and vampiros there right next to the Dodger Stadium. So yeah, again, like near the east side. I think that's kind of a nice rule of thumb about LA is like the tacos get better as you go further east for the most part. Um it's kind of hard to find anything past La Brea that is that it's worth waiting for. So if you're in the mood for tacos, wait, wait for a, a nightcap and and go further east as you can. I was also just going to add to Slim's point about using weed maps to find weed. Use lataco.com to find tacos. Like yeah. LA Taco has has taco recommendations per neighborhood now, like in most of Los Angeles. 
and they have their annual competition of the taco madness where they crown crown the champ of tacos and you can kind of see some of those elite taco spots uh in there and you know shout out to via's tacos which i think won two or three years in a row and it's right there in highland park so if you were going to saturdays and you you were getting hungry afterwards you wanted lunch you could just walk over to via's and via's they i mean they smash their own blue corn tortillas right there like that shit is phenomenal i think via's is really really good um and i also shout out when we were talking about usc food i forgot to mention caveman kitchen which was the unofficial Ooh. uh favorite favorite food of the pod and i know that's an lafc family owned yeah. area we do so, peruvian uh, pretty good out here in la too there's yeah yes. there's a few peruvian spots that are fire so that's a good peruvian plate and shout out to i think what would be the other unofficial one which would be aka grill which josh Spice took me to first in k-town which has a little mix of of the argentine uh cuts with some korean kind of kind of flavor added in there um too but those those two spots are good for if you want a full plate and then um yeah, we've uh, got you covered. If you want another honorable mention, which is very unique to Southern California, or not super unique, but the flavors that come from it is boiling crab is is somewhere mm. that a lot of people like to visit when they come out here. Um, there's a lot of crab boils out there, but I feel like boiling crab perfected it first, and there's a lot of people that started impersonating after. Yeah, often imitated, never never replicated, gives me the a heartburn like no other food can it's well, uh, the best the, the whole shebang go go with some thumbs but the flavor is awesome um if we're sticking around food for a little longer like more more dinner dinner fare we got to give a shout out to not only because it's just the LA community but moose craft barbecue does american heritage style barbecue run help run by our guy adrian from expos but like so you're thinking about like brisket classic like texas austin style brisket cuts short ribs uh pork ribs uh sausage links all that stuff they smoke it right there in east la and it's just one of james beard nom or something like that so it's putting kind of la barbecue a map on the map again after um the initial push by blood which is also on the brea but i think um it's really carving out this nice little scene that's talking about like fine cured meat and smoked meat in uh in a really really dope way like you have some kind of nice mexican and korean renditions of uh some of the classic american heritage meats too so yeah check out moose craft barbecue as kind of one of the la spins on on classic americana love that reco um yeah so we gave you guys a lot with the with the with the mexican and korean options Maybe to close out for food, we'll get we'll get to drinks. We'll get to the drinks in the last segment, uh, where to drink and what to drink, coffee, tea, beer, booze wise. Um, but just to wrap up this one, guys, if we if you had to pick um, maybe three other spots, I know we've given people a lot, but if you had to pick just three other spots, uh, food wise, that like we haven't covered with other things we've talked about, and maybe kind of fall outside the range of of Korean or Mexican food um you know los angeles Let's, is just a hodgepodge of different cultures but go ahead Slim. i'll go back to lunch and uh i mean that's the thing with la we'll just do everything better so even nashville hot chicken and yeah no 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 right. uh, howland race okay so that's one of your three slim you got two more two more biggies that, that you um, hit. whether lunch dinner breakfast whatever free for all free free uh, zone korean fried chicken i'm gonna stay korean because we might be in koreatown like you said um you could either go to bbq for like the classic uh crunchy olive oil like rice flour um 
fried chicken or you go to kochung, which is more for the wings uh, that are marinated. Um, and then what else would be uniquely L.A.? Come back to me on the third one. Spice, you got got one, two, or three to hit me with with our with our kind of quick fire round of of uh, dining recos. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Sam's neighborhood for this one, and I know Sam, this is kind of burnt for you, but I still love Savoy, man, for hiding chicken and rice. It's it's one of my favorite dishes in the entire world, and it's uh, right there in, uh, in San Gabriel Valley. And um, yeah, love, love, love the Savoy, love Savoy, hiding chicken, dark meat over rice with a little salad on the side and the chicken broth. That's the the key that Sam told me about. And um, for Dweez, one that you kind of helped me on is uh, Lunasia. I love Lunasia for dim sum. And I think I brought the the New York, the New York Chinese, Chinese bros over here to uh, partake with me. And they gave me a seal of approval. They love the Lunasia. They were surprised at how big the portions were. I think that's we way over ordered because I think even like the shumai was like they said like close to double the size of what they get in New York. So for anyone really looking out. Um and hmm. yeah, I I feel like two is easy and then it gets hard on three, so we'll skip back and forth on the third. You guys can you guys can go, you guys can go for no five, no no, we're so. going for yeah, we're gonna keep going. Um no, but since Spice said um whatchamacallit, the Savoy for the Hainan chicken. Um, I was just thinking another place you can go for lunch is um, Grand Central Market, where they have mm. like a Hainan chicken spot. You have egg slut. Um, you have a bunch of Mexican food spots. So, yeah, it's kind of like um, a, a large version of where whole bunch and uh, chicken Itza would be. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole bunch of options. Um, it's pretty central. You can get from there to anywhere. Um, so, yeah, check out Grand Central Market. I'm going to take my own advice and just give you five right now. All right. Oh. Here, they, here they are. You're going to go to the beach and you're going to need something to eat on your way. Order in advance online and pick up Bay City's Italian uh. Deli. You can choose exactly what you want. You can go with the classic godmother or you can actually choose each of your things. Get that. Order in advance. Swap by. Pick it up. You can, you can go into the lot or you can just go right there in the meters. Put on your lights. Go in. Bring cash. You can go in the cash only line. It's going to go way faster. So get Bay Cities for your little beach eating experience. Next up, uh, Hiroshima Okonomiyaki in downtown at Chichikurin. One of my favorite types of Japanese food is Okonomiyaki, which is like a pancake style. They throw some noodles on there with the meat. And it's really, it's really like a filling, satisfying soul food. So, sort of like the other side of the spectrum from sushi in terms of Japanese food. Really savory, really delicious, really good. Uh, and then, you know, my beloved spicy city uh, closed down, unfortunately. It's gone. But if you want to get your Sichuan fix in L.A., real Sichuan fix, Chengdu taste will do the trick. Um, Sichuan impression it has a West Side location that's nowhere near as good as the one in the Valley. But if you just go to Chengdu taste, you'll get the idea. You can get your Maputofus. You can get your uh, your cold chicken dishes you can get um you can get your gongo your dry pot you can get all all those sort of fixings so there's 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 three of them and then the last two i'll give you is yang's kitchen which is like a breakfast sort of the my favorite restaurant before i was leaving that i had found a new one was yang's kitchen they've got really good um fresh ingredients the dude that started it is just like on a sick one in terms of what he's creating and how clean and like delicious the food is so 
uh, yeah, go to Yang's Kitchen. And then the last one that I'll give you is in Thai town, which is, you know, for all the people who love Thai food, Jitlada, you know, it's, it's well known for a reason and they have an extensive menu, whatever you, you're into Thai wise, jazz has got you covered. And if you want to have the off menu special, get the, get the jazz burger. We didn't even talk about burgers uh, and in and out and all that's in there. But if you get the jazz burger, at, at Chitlada and the spices that she puts in, it's like no other hamburger you've ever had. It doesn't come on a bun, it comes on the side, but it's very, very delicious. So there's my five. I'll stop because I'm making myself hungry about the places I missed <laughs> like right now. Well, where, where do we go from here? Are we going into alcohol, guys? No, let's do drinks. We're gonna we're gonna clap in this. We're gonna clap off this segment and go into drinks in a second. But any final any final food places for you two? I'm not gonna give it. I've given the people enough, I've thrown enough food on their plate. Any, any final two, three food spots you guys might want to, want to put on people's radar. Um, you know what? We've, we've all, we've always talked great. We've promoted, uh, all the time. It's my, my favorite quintessential place. I feel guilty if I don't mention it, uh, for the ultimate, like, hangover soup cure um it's great I, I prefer it in the morning time i think korean people love soup in the morning so that's that's a big one but i want to say there's a new contender for just soup place and it's uh ega liga l-e-e space g-a on vermont it's right right next to um buffalo wild wings and um what's the what's the post on place we go to all the time guys what is that place Kobao. House. House, yeah yeah right next to Kobao house um they Kind of got a little buzz because they um, they had a profile about them making their own noodles for naengmyeon, which is like not store bought. Like they were making that shit in house. But um, there's halong tang is actually pretty special, and I, I I'm confident saying that I went there after a really tough day at work and just sat alone, and it was incredible. Like no one fucking talked to me, and I was just like writing in my notebook, and I was like, this is great. I don't want anyone to fucking disturb me. So uh, Ega is the kind of uh, new spot to, to hit up. They have good dumplings too. Slimmy, you done? You got any any last any last paper airplanes to throw? Um, I mean, we we didn't get into desserts at all. Yeah, hit a dessert. Hit a dessert or two. Um, you could if you're gonna hit a boiling crab, you need something to wash down that that greasy saltiness right in front is honey. Me, get a little soft serve ice cream uh, with a little honeycomb. Um, somi somi uh for traditional korean red bean fish shaped bread stuffed with ice cream uh and right next to that is holland beans which is a pingsu which is shaved ice with um bean powder and red bean and mochi and whatever just get fat fuck fuck life i will say i think this is as as someone who's new new to uh or not new to k-town or not from here not from from here i would say one of the places that felt like a throwback all the time was cafe mac um it's kind of near it's it's off wilshire a little bit but they, it's it's you can smoke outside it's like it's, it's smoking is very highly encouraged and they also have wine um and they also have this frozen cheesecake that i'm sure they just get it out of a box but the cheesecake there with it back when the day when i used to smoke cigarettes c- cigarettes and and a glass of cheap red wine ridiculously awesome throwback Koreatown combo and I, I still think about it you can do that at Cafe Concerto too 
There it is. There you got some cafes. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Be back with you guys with some drink or extra and tea with Dweez. And then we're going to send your ass on the flight for your 72 hours in LA. Pew, pew, pew. Be right back. Bye. We're back, FCFC pod, Tea with Dweez. It's only right that I knock this Tea with Dweez episode or this part of the fucking pod off with some news. I got my first fucking shincha of the season, baby. The new teas are out. Yabukita from Shizoka. Yeah, single origin sencha. You know, I got this shit in the mail two days ago. Popped it open. It's delicious as expected. It's different as expected every year. The cool thing about teas is like every year they do taste a little, little, little bit different. And I fucking love that. Um, so I'm just going to start off where we left off as we continue to give you your 72-hour uh, recommendations in L.A. And we were talking soft serve. So I got I to gotta shout out to my people at Tea Master, uh, Diane Kanako. They were actually just out in Tokyo. And I took them on a whirlwind tour of like four places in, in Tokyo. But they, they have an amazing soft serve ice cream. If you like matcha ice cream, this is your spot. This is the one you've been waiting for. Um, they also do like lattes and smoothies and things like that. And of course, if you want tea and you want to drink some tea, they got incredible teas. Um, it goes without saying, E-Man at Tea Habitat is a good person. And for Boba, right near the bank, right up the street from USC, we've got, um, here we go again. I'm I'm forgetting the Boba, the names. It's the one right in the corner. It is called Pot of Cha. Pot of Cha is like your best, like right down the middle Boba there's a ton of other ones in LA, but that one, you know, whether after you've just had a little spicy whole box or you went out and you got some of the, some of the food wrecks we did in the SGV and you're coming back to go to the game and you want a boba of all things before you hit Christmas tree land, you probably don't, but you might want one, uh, get hit a pot of chai. That's, that's a good one. So there's some, there's some scattered tea recos. Um, but we're obviously going to move into heavier, heavier drinks, the beers, the liquors, uh, where do you guys like to get your drink on in this town? You know, we've 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 seen bars open, we've seen bars close. Some of my favorite ones no longer exist. But um, where do, where is it that you guys enjoy getting a drink at? Uh, if you guys give some of yours, and I'll I'll give some of mine. And by all means, Spicers Slim, if you want to maybe spice. I know he's a coffee coffee man. If you want to hit up some coffee shops in there too, go for it. Well, I'll start with alcohol. If you're going to be in K-Town, just start yourself drinking-wise in Chapman Plaza. Um, you can start at Sake House or um, what's the other one? Why is it? Well, what's the name? Uh, Tobang or the one in the corner, Escala. Any one of those. If you're looking for more cocktails and and uh Colombian inspired drinks then you could go over to Escala um and a little more Japanese style with the um appetizers and you go over to Sake House if you want to go a little more Korean with your appetizers then you go over to Toba and you kind of you know start from there and then you can go anywhere you want spice uh, I passed this recently. Wolf and Crane in Little Tokyo has like a really extensive list of Japanese whiskeys, like all the, all the the Hibiki stuff. Like you have like di- like many different like um, 
distilled versions of that. I thought that was they have a Monday night whiskey special, which I thought it was was super fun. Um, I also like Sake. I think Sake House is the most consistent bar energy in Koreatown. Like there's always people the in and out. And I feel like um it's not just like touristy energy either. It's like people who are kind of in and out the neighborhood. So it's super cool. Um in Civil Lake by me or like in Filipino town, it's uh it gets a little more like I'd say like hipster-ish. So if you like into that, like you go to like Crawford's, it has a very famous um hot chicken cold beer sign out outside, which is it's kind of fun. Um it's got a it's got a pool pool uh pool hall there. And also like I love fucking uh Highland Park bowling, man. That's like it's such a the pizza's actually really surprisingly good there. Like it's like fun for a date night. It's got like gothic bowling lanes, but also like the old fashioned on tap is nice too. So yeah, a little mix mix and range there. Um yeah, the drinking things. I don't know. I, I try to get into wine bars, man. There's one right next to Dodger Stadium too. I'm forgetting the name of, but it's a vibe when it's sunny outside. I'm more of a coffee guy. You know me. Like I'm always. I probably buy a cup of coffee a day, right, from some artisanal motherfucking place. So, the place where I tell people to really impress people is um, downtown. Has a nice collection of. You go to Verve Coffee in the Arts District, which I know is a favorite of Sachi's, right? And that's like a two floor establishment, all wood kind of um, wood structure. Really fun to people watch from up there. You know, I know it's crazy. I just got to interrupt right there. There are two. Verve coffees in Kamakura. How crazy is that? <laughs> sure, I believe <laughs> you go all you go all the way across the world. It's thought she finds her favorite. There's, I don't even think they have it in Tokyo. I'm not sure, but it, there's two in, of all places. Kamakura. Yeah. Anyways, keep going, Spice. No, it's no, it's so it's it, that's such a profile of where you are and where you come from. But yeah, I love Verve. I think the the one that cons- constantly gets on put on like LA's best list is Madu Coffee, which is I think I mentioned it before. Another uh, Korean coffee shop. They they're opening up a Beverly Hills location, which I think makes it less cool. But at the same time, like I'm proud of Korean people being at the top of the top of the biz there. And um, there is another one near me near Echo Park called Lavetta, which is also Korean owned. Um, has a nice lunch brunch menu like chicken and waffle, but also has a really dope kind of iced oat milk latte situation with a little, uh, I think, Earl Grey syrup. Really, really cool. Um, right across the street is Bloom and Plume, which I think is awesome. Black-owned. It's uh, I think they were florists in the background, so they have, like, uh, in, in their background, so they have, like, really awesome floral arrangements. And then, um, oh, man, there's so much. But, uh, yeah, I'd go with uh, I'd go with Lavetta, Maru, and verb is kind of like a nice trifecta to pull off and if you really want to get into like korean uh korean 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 coffee shop status then that's another podcast in itself i think we should do a whole pod about that because will also recently sent me a photo from some new coffee slash tea place in i believe k-town that had like a really great selection of korean teas yeah i just heard about that too do you remember what uh what name it was i I saw it on tiktok the other day yeah I could look at his text um, as we're talking. I saw on TikTok but... the other day. It's like fucking washed. While, man, while he looks for that, um, another whiskey bar you could hit up in downtown is uh, Seven Grand. Um, like one of the classic LA whiskey bars um, that have been around for a while. Um, and if you're more of a beer person, then you can hit up Art District because there's a, a good amount of breweries in the area, whether it's Art District Brewery, uh, Angel City Brewery, um, I'm sure there are other ones. There's just nothing that comes to mind right now. 
Uh, so, verse coochie if you're looking for some beer and some verse. Some verse. Some so the name of oh, the, oh, oh, oh. the coffee slash elite tea selection is called Damo, Josh. Yep. D-A-M-O. Um, Y'all quick. You are quick. I haven't been there yet, but they have a great selection of not just Korean teas from Jeju, but they also have some great teas from Japan, actually, and a few from China. So I haven't been, but via our boy, the good friend of the pod, Will Walsh, Willie Dubs, um, he he recently went and highly recommended that Since spot. Since we're on tea spots right now, did you get into some tea in Korea? Hell yeah, I got into some tea in Korea. I wrote a whole thing about it. Josh read it. It's called Me Getting Into My Huang Cha Bag. So the Korean yellow tea, which is like a tea that sits between green tea and oolong tea in terms of how it's processed, uh, it's something I'd never had before. And China also produces yellow tea, and it can be good, huang ya. But the Korean one was unreal, like one of the most like interesting, complex teas I've ever had. And it's from a place called Hadong, which is in southern Korea, which is kind of the origin of birthplace of Korean tea, although this really big company called Sulok has all their gardens mm-hmm. in in um in Jeju with like the volcanic ash that creates like they've got some pretty fancy spots in Seoul. This this tea company they sort of taken over, taken the market, but this Hadong is more of like the traditional area. And I met a woman who um who has farms out there and where they you know they source from there, and so she has connections to farms out there and i told her i'm like i'm going like the next time i go how i'm just you, gonna drive there how do you find know, someone that has a well, tea the crazy farm, thing, dude but bro the crazy thing is uh sachi had a book that it was written for japanese speakers but it's a, from a korean woman who had lived in japan for many years and while we're in this tea shop that she recommended the author of the book was sitting across from us we didn't even realize it and so sachi gets in this long conversation with her because she speaks fluent japanese and so that woman was saying she's friends with the owner of the tea shop and they're the ones they're the ones that were recommending you know that we go to hadong so mm. yeah that when we all go to korea like i'm going to try to rope you guys into a rural trip to hadong maybe on the sick. way to jeju because i think it would be like really sick to like see a part of korea i mean i love going to tea farms anywhere but like that produces a tea like that but also just like is a part that probably isn't that common Not many people go to yeah, yeah exactly yeah so i think that'd be really fun um, did you try yeah, the tea that you crack an egg into i didn't know about the tea that you crack an egg into i, I thought i told you about it before you went i forgot you might yeah have, you might they have, have like a I, breakfast tea that you crack an egg into i've never tried it either but i feel like you would want to try something like that i saw it on tv too that's the only time i, I, I yeah same <laughs> same uh, yeah, well, I, I did a whole I did a whole pod about Korea. I think I talked a little bit about the Hadong experience, but I wrote about it. Uh, shame, shameless self plug on my Tea with Dwee's, uh pretty wild newsletter that, I, that I'm doing. But um, yeah, so looks like this place in LA has some teas. I told Will when he, when he sent me the picture, I'm like, man, they just got to get some of that yellow yellow tea from Hadong, and they've got it going on. Um, <laughs> but but they're probably not up on it quite yet. Um, but maybe I can help help introduce it. But uh, but yeah, so I want to I want to shout that place out in terms of beer because we were just talking about beer for a second. Um, one of my favorite places to grab a drink in town in the last few years before I left was at Union Station. They have a brewery in there that's owned by the same you know network as the Art District Brewer, and it was called I think they changed it like twice, 
it was called, I think it's called like homebound now or something, but it's inside of Union Station. It's beautiful. You know, you get to see the beautiful art deco designs of the place um, and try to forget about the fact that the Union Station that got built had to forcibly remove the existing Chinatown that was there, which is a history bag that you can get into when you're not doing 72 hours in LA. Um, but they have a cocktail lounge there called Streamliner as well, which is also like an incredible space to like sit in and imbibe in some booze with your mates. Um, so those two are kind of one recommendation in Union Station if you're in and around that area. And then, you know, I think we do well to, to mention that uh, South LA Cafe, I've not been there, but they're like really close to the bank in terms of if you want to get a drink there. Um, and there was another close drinking spot that I was going to recommend and it's slipping slipping from my from my periphery but yeah beer wise there's now the beer wave finally hit LA you know it took longer than maybe in Portland and San Francisco but yeah there's enough craft beer in Los Angeles my favorite's probably in Inglewood and um Three Weavers which is right there on the border with um Westchester and Inglewood right near the Randy's Donuts sign if you want to go and kick kick a ball through the through the hoop with Lee Wynn um it's called Three Weavers, and they're my favorite beer in Los Angeles is the Kolsch that they make, which is called Seafarer. Seafarer, get that? It's very crushable, but very delicious. Um, yeah, I think those are it. Cocktails wise, I think you guys you covered it pretty well. Um, any any last drink drink recos for the for the people? Anything coming up for you guys as you're cruising around LA? If you had to get if you had to get one one cocktail maybe what would it be i don't care i'm just trying to get drunk so if you're just trying to drunk and party get drunk and party you can have if you're once again if you're on the k-town area and you got your first round of drinks in at chapman plaza then you could mosey yourself on over to lock and key grab a cocktail failed attempts at grabbing a lady and then you go home sleep and you get ready for the match the next day you fucking loser yeah to, to be a counterweight to slim as always i'm gonna pick uh normandy club gin martini extra dirty you <laughs> fake classy piece of shit <laughs> i feel like we've failed i feel like we failed our listeners if we don't if we don't hit up a do we do we have any good mezcal mezcal recommendations a place to, to drink on some some good tequilas and some good mezcal yeah downtown is uh this place called mezcalero mezcalero and it's uh the last time i was there i was with our dearly departed uh julio and uh, we had a fucking smashing fucking awesome time with uh, mezcal there which um makes me smile makes me sad a little bit but yeah it's uh, a little a bar literally called mezcalero um right next to pressure square so it's 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 uh it's a fun vibe there it is, Mescalero. If you feel exhausted after this 72-hour whirlwind and your stomach is rumbling from all the shit we just threw down it, um, then that means you've had a good time in Los Angeles. And please come again soon. Uh, I think that that might be it. We've done recommendations for the whole pod, but do we want to give anyone a non, non-Los Angeles visiting recommendation before we, before we sign off for this epi, boys? Nah, fuck you guys. We've been recommending shit for two hours. <laughs> love that spice looks like that, you always no. something. oh do you have something spice 
Um, you know what? I'm gonna do a music music wreck here. It's uh it's my ultimate um fucking uh let's let's get down and let's work playlist right now. And it's uh Hermanos Gutierrez. It's like some classical guitar rips, and it just puts me in this weird focus, man. It's 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 got this weird like native tribal energy to it that's like taps me in with my ancestors to really really push me towards getting this tweet tweet done right. <laughs> So I don't think they'd like what I'm using using all this focus for, but um, yeah, it's been it's been the most repeated uh, band for me in this last few months, actually. Co-sign that, co-sign that. I think I had that on one of my best of the year Dweez playlist, the Gut- Brothers Gutierrez. That shit is fucking unreal. Uh, Dinner Party just released a new album. That's my recommendation. And Enigmatic Society. That's Kamasi Washington, Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, probably three of the best musicians working in music. All based in LA. That sh- um, bump that I'll shit do, while you I'll while do you music play too. Stuff. Since you guys are doing it, all right. This is, weather's starting to get war- warmer, and Ray Schremer came out with an album. So if you're trying to turn up and you got big booty girls around you, throw on some Ray Schremer. Right, love it. And on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Hope you enjoyed Los Angeles. Bye. FC 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 FC